Hey podcast subscribers, I've got another Picture Lock Unlocked episode. Today I talk with Brad Forder, the director of programming for the Environmental Film Festival in the nation's capital. We talk about what you can expect to see at the festival that's taking place right now in Washington, D.C. I've been doing a bit of traveling lately. It was great to talk with the students at Nova Community College about why our image matters. I also got to get back on set at Let's Talk Live so I could talk about my top five most anticipated films of this spring. You can find out more about those adventures by following me on social media. All handles are at Picture Lock Show or visiting the website picturelockshow.com for movie reviews and to keep up with the latest. I definitely appreciate you guys' support. Once again, it's Brad Forder today talking about the Environmental Film Festival in the nation's capital right after this promo. What if you could have a film critic, film festival director, film publicist, and fellow filmmaker guide you with your film's PR and marketing journey from pre-production to post? I'm Kevin Sampson, and my online course, PR for the Indie Filmmaker, does just that. In this course, I'm going to teach you how to set up your film to engage an audience and build a community long before you call action. I'll show you how to approach critics to make them aware of your film like publicists do. And as a director of two film festivals, I won't just teach you hacks and secrets to reduce entry fees, but how you can use the festival circuit to create buzz around your film. I'm a huge supporter of diverse storytelling and film, and I believe the most unique voices come from indie filmmakers. That's who I've supported over the years with my show, Picture Lock, whether on TV or on radio. With as much experience as I've had as an independent filmmaker myself, critic, publicist, and festival director, I realize that most indie filmmakers just need access to the knowledge that big firms provide to achieve success. So in this course, I'm going to demystify some of the process and give you everything I know in a behind the scenes look at the sides of the business you don't always see. So if you're an indie filmmaker that's looking to change the game with your film's PR and marketing, make sure you check out PR for the Indie Filmmaker. Head on over to PRForTheIndieFilmmaker.com and get a free preview of the course, PR for the Indie Filmmaker. Get your film seen, build community, and become an army of one. You're listening to Picture Lock. I'm Kevin Sampson, and the Environmental Film Festival in the nation's capital is the world's premier showcase of environmentally themed films. Since 1993, their mission has been to celebrate Earth and inspire understanding and stewardship of the environment through the power of film. Each March in Washington, D.C., they host the largest environmental film festival in the world, presenting 100-plus films to audiences of more than 20,000. I have the director of programming of the Environmental Film Festival in the nation's capital, Brad Forder, on the line. Brad, welcome to Picture Lock. Great, Kevin. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. It's my pleasure. Brad, the first question I always start out with, when did you first fall in love with film? Yeah, so Kevin, so I've been with the Environmental Film Festival for a little over six years now as a programmer. And before that, um, I, I started uh, 
making documentary film. And it, it all kind of began in, in graduate school. So I was studying journalism, um, thinking I was going into uh, to print. I wanted to be a writer, and uh, I was studying abroad, so I, I thought that I would um, do some international travel and, and write uh, for publications. Um, as I was there, I, I started... Um, I started actually getting into documentary filmmaking a little bit. I had a friend who was making a film and invited me to uh, to join them on the shoot. Um, and so that then led to um, studying more more about documentaries. And of course, I, I studied in, in journalism school, The War Room with D.A. Pennybaker. Um, and so once I saw that, I was like, those are the types of films that I'd like to make. Uh, that then led me to um, start watching more kind of of the Maisel films um, and kind of those early Verte uh, direct cinema filmmakers. Um, and so then I, it led me to D.C. actually because I took a course in documentary film at George Washington University at, at the Doc Center. Um, and it was there that, that I started kind of producing um, my own short docs. I uh, became a part of the D.C. film community, and, and that's ultimately what led to my position with the Environmental Film Festival. Man, I love it. Uh, just the, it's funny with the trajectory of, you know, for film and filmmakers, like sometimes we go to school and we think, you know, I'm just going to be this amazing Oscar winning filmmaker. And you probably still have that opportunity, Brad. But then, you know, life will, you know, kind of direct us in different ways. And, you know, now you're the director of programming for the Environmental Film Festival. Um, and you know what? I always love when like filmmakers are working in the film festival, whichever one it is, because we just have this love and passion. And it's kind of like as films come in, I'm sure for you as a programmer, I know for me, when I see certain films, I get jazzed about it. I'm excited about it. Um, but then also being able to offer that same feeling to an audience, it, it feels really great. It really does, Kevin, and it gives you an appreciation. Having uh, made a couple smaller uh, short documentaries, it really does give you an appreciation for the filmmakers coming in and and how long they've been working on these films. Because <laughs> right. I think, in general, you know, uh, I certainly did it at the beginning, but I think in general, most people don't know how long it takes, the resources involved, and so if you've done something like that yourself, you really understand that you know these folks are coming to you. Um, having put a lot of time and energy into their projects. Yeah, most definitely. So, Brad, you know, the Environmental Film Festival has been around since 93. If you could just kind of give the audience uh, a brief kind of history and overview of the festival, and then we'll start to get into what they can expect to see this year. That's great. So uh, as you mentioned, uh, we're in our 27th year. Um, we started in the early uh, 90s. Our founder, uh, Flo Stone, started the festival. And really, over the years, um, you know, our mission has, has always been to give a platform to filmmakers uh, to showcase just great film. So the first thing is, is looking for great film. The second thing is using that film as a springboard for conversation. And in this case, conversations about the environment. Um, so we do, if you come to the festival, um, you will see many uh, panel discussions or Q&As after uh, our screenings. And we hope between the, the power of the film and, and the conversations, our hope is that that, that will inspire thought and, as well as stewardship um, beyond the theater. So we hope that we're giving people something to take away, you know, after they leave, leave these screenings. 
And folks, we should say that uh, the festival takes place March 14th through 24th. It's probably going on right now as this airs. I am talking with Brad Forder. He is the director of programming for the Environmental Film Festival. Brad, if you could just bring us to this year in regards to programming, what are some of the films that people can get really excited about? And you know what? I want to ask you a question right before we kind of get into that. Um, I think one of the obstacles you probably always deal with is it being an environmental film festival that might not be appealing to everyone. You know, you might think, oh, the environment, you know, I, I don't want to see a bunch of films about the environment. Why should we go check out this film festival? Yeah, it's a really good question. And I think, you know, this year, um, one of the things in talking with filmmakers, you know, about their projects, I think one of the big takeaways is that filmmakers now, um, they're targeting a wide audience. So they, they really want, they don't just want one segment um, of people who uh, particularly agree with them <laughs> to come to these films. Um, so you're seeing a lot of character-driven films, because I think that is a good way to, to tap into um, a wide variety of people. It's to just find that universal element. Mm. And in a lot of these cases, it's, it's um, these characters. It's finding a character and then, and then watching as things uh, evolve. And, and it just so happens that a lot of these character-driven films um, – uh, a lot of these stories, of course, that we're picking up are about the environment, about some of the, the issues that are surfacing. So I have a few examples, too. I mean, I think one film that is going to be one of our award winners this year is called When Lambs Become Lions. And um, it's done by the director, John Casby. Um, he's, he's a very talented filmmaker. So he directed, produced, shot, and edited this film. It's his first documentary. Um, it's produced by Tom Yellen, who also produced Cartel Land. So um, the film itself is, is incredible, but it tackles, um, it tackles the issue of poaching. However, it, it, it doesn't hit you over the head with poaching. What it does is it gives you incredible access to these two cousins uh, in Kenya. One is an ivory dealer. And the other is a wildlife ranger. And it takes you into their homes. It follows them. And so um, this is a perfect example of one of those films that um, is character driven. Um, it does, you know, tackle these environmental issues. But it's also it, it's also for a broad audience, too. So so this is one that um, we will be given an award to. We have five awards at the festival. And this is one of our predetermined award winners. Wow. Yeah. You know, I, I, I think that that is awesome to hear uh, because I do think that, you know, one of, that's one of the things when it comes to certain film festivals, right? Like, you know, there's a certain brand or a certain niche. And so uh, I but I think it's important that people are exposed to film um, kind of as your mission statement is so that you can help to change uh, the world or, you know, bring awareness to particular topics and, and subjects. Uh, so, Brad, what are some other films that people can get excited about seeing? Yeah, absolutely. And and going back to, you know, our festival, too, we have topics on all kinds of different interests. So, again, if, if you are interested in climate issues, we have a film called The Human Element, uh, which follows the photographer James Baylog, uh, who will be at the screening. Um, he's... Uh, 
uh, known for his previous Doc Chasing Ice. Um, so, so that is uh, a strong climate film. But then also we have films that um, about, uh, if you would call it adventure sports or environmental sports, and, and one which has been creating buzz all year leading up to its Oscar win is Free Solo. Um, and so that will be screened at National Geographic, our presenting partner this year. Similar to that film, though, we also have uh, another rock climbing film called The Don Wall. Another one is Return to Mount Kennedy, and it follows Jim Whitaker, the first American to summit Everest, and Robert Kennedy. And both of them took an expedition um, in Canada uh, to Mount Kennedy, named after JFK, who had who had been assassinated not long before. Um, and so basically the story is both of their sons, 50 years later, retrace their steps. So again, we, we have films like that. We also have family-friendly films. Uh, one is called Science Fair, which follows students at the largest uh, science fair pre-college. It takes place in California. We also have another family film called Me and the Lion, which we screen at the Embassy of France. Um, so again, in terms of topics, many different topics. And then with the same kind of uh, note, um, in terms of film style, so we have a lot of different film styles too. We have more artistic, um, experimental films, like a film called Anthropocene, which we're showing, uh, directed by Jennifer Boschwal and Nick Depensier. It's kind of a thoughtful look at human impact on Earth. Um, also, in addition to, to that, we have many shorts programs uh, and VR programs as well. So again, Kevin, just a variety of, of topics and styles coming through this year. Yeah, it definitely sounds like there is a lot that you can take away. And again, kind of depending on you know what you're really interested in seeing, you could go check out. I love the fact that you also have you know VR and all that good stuff. So, folks, once again, I've been talking with the director of programming of the Environmental Film Festival, Brad Forder. The festival is taking place March 14th through 24th in our nation's capital. Uh, Brad, as we kind of bring this to a close, um, I'm wondering, maybe one of the most important questions, uh, how can folks get tickets? Yes, that is a great question. So uh, the best way to get tickets, to look at our schedule, and also any updates is through our website. It's dceff.org. Perfect. Uh, you know, one, one question before we get out of here um, that I was thinking about earlier was uh, sometimes, I know for me personally, I haven't traveled the world, right? Uh, but I think through film and through documentary film, I can do that. This year, is that one of the things you can do with these various films? Yeah, and that's that's a great that's a great point. And and film does take us places that we haven't necessarily been. And one of the one of the great partnerships that we've had over the years is working with embassies in Washington D.C. And so a lot of our international programming can be found. Um, at embassies. And I mentioned earlier the French embassy, and we're thrilled to have uh, a film that will be winning our best international documentary award this year. It's a new award for us. It's called Mo A Modern Shepherdess. Um, and it follows um, a woman who leaves her life in Paris. She's a graphic designer, and she starts managing a farm in, in the country in, in France. And so um, so with a film like that, um, also, as mentioned earlier, When Lambs Become Lions was 
was another film that, that takes you to, to Kenya, kind of on the front line of, of some of these uh, poaching issues. Um, and then also, um, in terms of uh, shorts programming, we have a, quite a few uh, shorts blocks on global conservation and also just um, international film um, dealing with, with the environment and, and profiles, too, of, of environmental heroes. So we have quite a bit of, of international programming, too, to kind of take it around the world. Perfect. And if folks want to follow you on social media, where can they find you guys? On social media, uh, you can follow us at DCEFF underscore ORG. Sounds good. Once again, folks, it's the director of programming for the Environmental Film Festival in the nation's capital, Brad Forder. Brad, thanks for coming on Picture Lock. Awesome. Thank you for having me, Kevin. What's up, guys? Thank you so much for listening to and supporting Picture Lock. I absolutely love film, as you know, and have given my life to studying the medium. As a filmmaker, I understand what it takes to make a film from its inception to the big screen. As a critic, I've been able to see the business of film from the marketing side of things. And as a film festival director, I've been able to see the distribution side, but more importantly, the enormous amount of talented filmmakers out there creating and crafting stories from their heart. And that's why I've started Picture Lock PR. If you're a filmmaker or producer looking to engage audiences and create relevance around your latest or upcoming project, head over to PictureLockPR.com. We can help you with your film's publicity from pre to post-production. Get more information and see the clients we've helped in the past at PictureLockPR.com. PictureLock PR, finally, a partner as passionate as you.